Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Today, Katie and I are talking about how Katie's pregnancy has been thus far with baby number five. We are in the second trimester, which we feel great about. And many of you have questions regarding the first trimester, regarding just our fifth pregnancy in general, maybe our approach to our family growing and how we're viewing that. I can tell you right now in the introduction that we are thrilled, but I won't say that yet because we got to do the intro. So let's, let's go to the intro right now. The Now That We're a Family podcast. Congratulations, Katie. Thank you. Yeah, we're so excited to be out of the first trimester. And, you know, we keep referring to this baby as baby number five. We lost our first attempt at a baby number five this summer. Um, so this pregnancy has felt different than our other ones. And we're excited to kind of unpack that a little bit. We asked you what your questions were on Instagram. So we're going to get into those with the context being um, we had a loss a few months ago before uh, getting pregnant with this baby. Also, if you notice, our background is like, just a little different. We're missing the sign and we have a pipe running through the wall. <laughs> <laughs> We're here at our new warehouse. Yeah. It's very undone. It is kind of covered in miscellaneous junk, <laughs> uh, but we're excited to be in this space and to, you'll, you'll really kind of grow with us over the next few weeks as we get our sign in here and we build it out. But we thought, why not start? Why not just show you guys how it looks now? Cause it is, it is what it is. Yeah. It might be kind of bumpy month while we're getting everything figured out, but we're really excited to be in this new space and yeah, just know like it's totally dead quiet and we could just, just record this podcast and not be worried about the kiddos waking up from naps and coming out and mm. needing a snack. So yes, it is crazy. You already mentioned that this third pregnant or sorry, it's not third, this, the pregnancy with our fifth child here has felt so much different because of the miscarriage that you went through a few months back. And it is remarkable how that really changed our perspective, uh, in regards to, I think the preciousness of life. It made us, obviously we've always loved our children, but we, we like just, we're so much more grateful for them when you saw the reality of like nothing's guaranteed, you know, just we, we've been so blessed with healthy pregnancies, healthy deliveries, healthy children, healthy postpartums, like, so the, the overall experience, child rearing experience has been so positive. Um, and being in a position that it's nuts. I was just telling somebody this the other day at small group, you know, losing that, that child and that pregnancy, not, not working out was really the, this is how, this is like how good my life has been. But that, and you'll see that when I say this, that was the first time I really had to like trust God's sovereignty in a, in a challenging way. Does that like, my life has been so good that even when stuff was like not really working out, it was so easy for me to be like, well, I guess when you look on stinks. This is only stinky. And, and then coming back to the, well, but the Lord knows. And, and so it just gave me so much more really admiration and respect for people that have been through real loss, you know, and, and challenging things in their life where they just trust the Lord in the midst of it. 
um, and trust him for his goodness and his sovereignty and uh, that he's working all things together um, for our good and for his glory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can ask me a question. Okay. I like um, what you said. The, yeah. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did. I really did like what you said. Um, but okay. I, there's nothing I would add. It was great. Yeah. These are some great questions. And the reason I'm asking them is because all these, pretty much all these questions were directed towards Katie. And so I didn't want to make Katie ask all these questions to herself or <laughs> I, I honestly, I didn't want her asking these questions to me either. And so this is the best situation for both of us. This is kind of one for both of us. The first one. Okay. How long did you, did it take? Okay. How long did it take the celebration? What? How long did it take the celebration up? Oh, to clean the celebration up. Oh. I left out a few words. Oh, how long did it take? To clean the celebration up. Yeah. So if you guys didn't see our baby announcement on YouTube, I had this idea in the middle of the night and I was like, I really want this to be a celebration. And so let's get apple cider or sparkling cider and spray it and take a picture of us all like spraying up the sparkling cider. And I've never done that before. And you could tell that I've never done it before because I had no clue how intensely far those bottles can spray. Oh, they can really shoot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, maybe we could insert it here for those on YouTube to yeah. see the little clip of it. Yeah. it's a great idea. Okay. So basically it didn't take that long to clean up. We just shoved all the furniture out of the way. We rolled up our rug, we covered our piano and then we took the picture and and we looked up at the ceiling and we're like, wow, our entire wall and ceiling are dripping. So we just got out our mop and wet mopped it all. Yes. And it, that was it. Yeah. So it was like 10 minutes. Yeah. It didn't take very long. And to tell the, you the truth, it's the cleanest our ceilings looked since moving into this house. Yeah. It was an upgrade. The wall needed to be scrubbed too. I was like, check out these baseboards. They are pearly white. So yeah, it was an upgrade for our house. We had a couple sheets and we just picked up the mess on the floor and it, it honestly was not a big deal, but it was a fun mess and it's kind of fun. How many of you were stressed out watching the video, <laughs> thinking <laughs> about our, our furniture and our ceilings? Yeah. Next question. Have you experienced sickness and fatigue that's consistent with your other pregnancies? So this is kind of a tricky question to answer. I mean, you'd think it'd be straightforward. The first three pregnancies I had, I vomited daily um, multiple times a day, sometimes up to 14 times a day. I always lost around 10 pounds in my first trimester, could not eat, could not cook. Um, it was brutal with Lawrence, our fourth up to eight weeks. It was the worst I'd ever experienced. We were living in the trailer at the time. We had the three little kids, the smells in a fifth wheel, like you cannot get away from them. And Elisha and I were looking at each other like, I don't know if we could do this again. Like this, <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah. We were like, this is worse than we ever remembered. How do we forget it was this bad? And I have, I've always had a poor liver and I had my aunt recommend me this combination of B vitamins. It's called the stress pack. And she was like, if you take it, it helps your liver process out all the excess hormones in your body. And you know, up until this point, I've heard a lot of people say eat protein or, you know, and it's like, if you have chronic nausea, you don't just eat protein. You, you eat the cheese stick and you vomit it right up. Okay. Like that is not a solution. But after taking this stress pack with my fourth, 
um, I didn't throw up anymore. I was able to manage the morning sickness. I was still incredibly nauseous, but I was able to um, eat protein and the nausea would go away. So that happened with her fourth. With our miscarriage, it was a similar experience. I started taking that stress pack. We got pregnant. I did not vomit during those 10 weeks I was pregnant before we lost the baby. Um, and I still felt very nauseous. <laughs> Why are you grinning? Are you fine with me saying all this? This is great. So I was reading some of the other questions <laughs> He's down like here. So I was reading out his brains. He knows exactly what I'm going to say. No. Anyways, I, no, that's good. That's good. <laughs> so anyways, um, I felt extremely nauseous, but... I was like, this stress pack is working again. Like I can function, right? I can cook dinner for my family. I'm not running to the toilet. I'm gaining weight in a healthy way. And then we miscarried the baby. Mm. And so then all all of a sudden I'm second guessing everything, right? Being like, was it really those supplements that were helping me out or was the baby just not forming properly? And so I didn't feel the same amount of nausea as I did with my really intense pregnancies. So we get pregnant with this baby, I'm taking the same supplements. So throughout these 13 weeks or 13, 14 weeks, by the time you guys are listening to this, um, I've had really bad nausea, but again, no vomiting. Um, and it's manageable. So I get up in the morning and like, yes, I have cold sweats and I'm like, I cannot talk to anyone until I sit down. I drink a protein shake and then that protein shake has to like settle because if I move around too quick, who knows what's going to happen? Um, I would eat through the night. So I would take a protein shake when Elisha and I went to bed at like 10 or 11. If I got up during the night to go to the bathroom at like two in the morning, I would drink another protein shake or eat a cheese stick to help me get through to the morning. So yes, I've had bad nausea. Was it anything like my first three pregnancies? No, I've been able to cook. I've been able to homeschool our kids. We we flew down to my brother's wedding when I was eight weeks pregnant. We're able to hide it from everybody down there. Um, did all Elisha's Christmas concerts, have been filming videos for YouTube and the podcast. And that's just not been my experience. So is there fear in that? Yes. <laughs> because, you know, I want to think that this is a healthy pregnancy. And like with my fourth, it ended up being a healthy pregnancy. This is supplement related. I mean, finding something that works for my body. Um, but is there still an element of fear in that? Yes. So we'll just have to see what the Lord has. Hmm. That's good. All right. Next question. And I was reading ahead, not because I was bored of what you were saying. I love hearing you talk. I wanted to make sure I knew how to like read all the words on there. For all the questions, I left the words out. Uh, Okay. Next question. How did you know when it's time, when it was time to try for the next baby? What do you think? What would you say to this one? Well, what's interesting is that, you know, we, we didn't space at all. We didn't try to space out the first three. We just went one, two, three without any spacing, without any attempt to space. We tried a little bit between Lewis and Lawrence and we didn't really enjoy that. Like, I think that we were like, okay, we should probably space this out. And then I would just say we didn't feel peace about it. And I think that there were multiple things happening in our marriage and in our personal lives at the time that probably contributed, um, just some stresses in it life. It was the first time we were trying to space out babies. We yeah. never used. So it, caught, it brought a lot of stress into our intimacy mm-hmm. because we didn't really know what we were doing. I was really stressed about getting pregnant. And so that just brought a lot of stress in. Yeah. And that we, we basically, you know, prevented pregnancy for what a, f- a couple months. 
Yeah, it was a few. Like, it wasn't until I, I said I wanted to get pregnant again, mm -hmm. but it wasn't very long. <laughs> yes. And so that was a few months. You're right. Yeah. That, that we were acting like not that we were trying to not get pregnant. Um, and then with this one, after four, that this, that's by far, this is by far the longest that we went like trying to not get pregnant. And, and then we got pregnant with that first, the first time this last summer. And we were just pumped because we were like, man, this is the ideal timing. Like we it got was pregnant. The first month we, we wanted to get pregnant. Exactly. <laughs> and it's the first time we've actually done that since being married. We were like, that would be great to get pregnant. Yeah. At, like plan it. Yeah. Like this month, it would be so great. And, um, sure enough, man plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. And so we were feeling all good about each other. High five and being like, man, we nailed that. We got pregnant exactly when we wanted to get pregnant. And then of course that, that pregnancy didn't work. And then as soon as you felt like you were healthy and healed, we we've been wanting to get pregnant as soon as you're physically capable after the miscarriage. Yeah. We waited a month because <clears throat> my midwife scared me. So she was just like with, with miscarriages like this that are later, it's good to let your body heal. And, um, a lot of my friends and people I knew got pregnant within like two weeks of miscarrying. And so I thought there was a high possibility of that. It turns out like when you're having a later first trimester miscarriage, often your body doesn't reset that fast. Um, but it was hard for me because I wanted to get pregnant after that first month. And I don't know if it was two or three months that we weren't able to get pregnant after that. But I really thought like basically we would be pregnant under any other circumstances at any other time in our marriage. Mm. And so then I started feeling like, oh my goodness, like this is new for us. Who knows? Like, can I have another baby? I don't know. It got, I got stressful. I got stressful. I got stressed. It was the first time I really questioned like my fertility. And, and again, it was only like a, a few months, but I'd just been used to being, you know, I get my cycle back eight weeks postpartum. So, um, we've had two we've gotten pregnant twice at 13 months apart. And so fertility hasn't been something that we've really, uh, struggled with or questioned. So yeah, that was a new, a new thing. So at that point, I mean, I'm just like, oh, let's get this show on the road. I want a baby. You know, yes. I really felt empty handed as soon as we lost our last baby, you know, like, like it felt like my womb was empty and I wanted it full again. Oh, I wasn't like, oh, let's, let's wait for a while. I felt like the most healing thing that could happen was for me to have a new life yes. inside of me. Yeah. If that makes sense. That totally makes sense. Good. All right. Next question. How have you prepared your body physically leading up to conception? I feel like I was really intentional about this. Mm -hmm. I just supplemented a lot um, because that first trimester takes a lot of nutrients from your body. And I didn't want the next time we got pregnant for that baby to kind of get a B-roll nutrition plan. <laughs> so I supplemented a lot. I worked out quite a bit, which felt good being able to get back to the weight I was. Um, cause I didn't really want the, I had gained weight that first trimester and didn't want to kind of just keep stacking it on. Hmm. So that was encouraging. Mm -hmm. That's kind of all I did. Yeah. You had a smirk. Do you think I did anything else? Do you think I didn't do anything? I think you did all those things. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, you think all my facial expressions mean something that they don't mean. I, I, I was just thinking about how you got to spend so much time outside because our fall was so beautiful. That was so nice. Like that was really nice. That was super, super nice. Yeah. It was very, that was a very easy fall and it was nice not feeling sick and being able to enjoy it with the children. Mm. And yeah, that was really, really Fun. Uh, okay. Next question. 
how did you deal with fear through the first trimester? And are you dealing with fear? Yes, there are a lot of questions around fear. Hmm. I'd be curious to see what you would say to this too. Um, I think ultimately like how I dealt with fear is one, I detached and told myself like, there's a chance this isn't going to work out. Like I wasn't just like, it's a done deal. You know, like last time when we got to 10 weeks, I just really felt like this is a done deal. You know, like we're almost out of the first trimester. When are we going to announce all that stuff? Um, it's the longest we ever waited to announce. We usually were like six or five or eight weeks. Like, you know, we were like super early. So for us, we thought we were way late and all that. Um, yeah. So I think one, I did emotionally attach. I feel like that detached. I feel like that has since changed. And so that would be harder to go through a loss now. Mm. Um, and I think that I also just really, after that last loss, anytime you go through loss, you have to kind of reconsider what you think about the Lord's sovereignty. Mm. And I think I really felt like, wow, like the Lord knew we needed extra time with these children. I don't know if the Lord wants us to have another baby. Maybe it's just like, these are the four he has, or maybe he has something else for us and it's not biological children. And so I think I really rested in that the second time around. Mm. So not taking things for granted and then just resting. And am I still dealing with fear now? Um, yeah, definitely. I think, I think maybe more now somewhat that it's public. Hmm. Um, I think in like my ideal world, I would have wanted to wait till we were like 20 weeks or something, <laughs> um, but people were starting to notice. So it felt like it was time to tell people. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I never felt like the fear became debilitating or that it, you know, ruled your life, but I do think it was something that you and I both, um, yeah, it's like, like you said, you held it more like, op- you were a lot more like open-handed. You're like, okay, well, these are the kids I do have before me. I just want to pour into them. I'm so grateful to be pregnant. You know, thy will be done. Yeah. Like we didn't get our hopes up. Right? Yeah. I think, I mean, we celebrated when we found out you were pregnant. We're like, that's awesome. Yeah. But I, I would say we didn't do very much like planning around the due date and plan no. stuff like that. We didn't talk that way as much this time. Yeah. We didn't talk like oh, well, when the baby's here, blah, blah, blah. Or yeah. what are we going to do about our car? What are we going to do about our house? Like we didn't make any plans. Yes. Um, yeah. Okay. Next question. How long did it take you to get pregnant again? Yeah. So we kind of touched on that. It took like two, I think it was two to three months. Yeah. It was two months of basically trying or wanting a baby and yeah. then one month of allowing, allowing my body to heal. Good. Uh, and was it planned? This baby? Yeah. I mean, as much as the Lord wanted it planned, yeah, we, <laughs> we would have taken it whenever the, the yeah. baby was coming our way. <laughs> yes. You know. Yeah, we were trying to It didn't to take us by surprise. Yeah. 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 Uh, how do you manage slash deal with morning sickness and kids? So kind of like the morning sickness question, but in more like managing the home and the kids. Yeah. So I think by managing myself you know, going to bed early, supplementation, stuff like that. It's been way easier to manage the kiddos with me just feeling better. Mm. When I'm like running to the toilet, it's brutal with kids. Like that is just so hard. And I've done that. And 
I think we, like my first three pregnancies, we watched a ton of movies laid on the couch and I like would throw Cheerios at them. Like I know we've done videos on being screen free and stuff on our other channel. Um, but I definitely fully retain the right. We have both, if, if, if I'm sick to turn something on for the kids, because that's when it's debilitating. You know, people have asked, well, what do you do if your kids are sick? And I'm like, well, they just, you know, lay in a dark room and I'll read to them or whatever. They can listen to a story tape. But when I'm sick, I'm physically incapable of helping them. And that definitely happened with a lot of our first trimesters. Thankfully, life has carried on pretty much as normal with the last two trimesters. I'm just pretty down and um, like, like emotionally down, not real excited about the future or vision oriented. My energy levels are really low. Elisha probably notices more than the kids. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think that they noticed. Like, I think that they, they... Yeah, they knew Mama was sick in the mornings yeah. and they felt bad about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You rocked it, though. I tell you what, I admire you so much for how you just live with nausea. Like, I just... When I think of the, the few times I get a bug or, I, you know, I've got the flu and I just get to like stop my whole life until I feel better. But you can't do like You don't do that in your first trimester. I don't feel you like just... you do. Elisha is actually the king of getting sick and no one knowing. He just like keeps living life and never complains. It's crazy. I'm just like, who are you? Or like I'll run on like zero hours of sleep and just like not be irritable. Just go on with life. And yeah, you're incredible. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Uh, okay. Next question. Do you know the gender? We do not. Yeah. Elisha can answer that one. We do not. Um, I don't want to find out the gender this time. We didn't find out the gender with our first three. I loved having the baby and being like, what is it? Mm -hmm. So fun. Um, we never had ultrasounds with our first three. It was required for our fourth. So we found out the gender. It was just kind of anticlimactic. And and another anatomy scan is required for this pregnancy with the midwife I'm going through. And I just hope I have the self-control not to look because <laughs> I really, really would like to find out at the end. We also have a little bit going on where my daughter really wants a girl. Actually, all the kids really want a girl. And I feel like I heard, I actually heard Heidi Marie on Instagram say this. She said, you can be disappointed with a gender, but you can't be disappointed with a baby. And I think that that's so true. Like, I think if we have a little boy, which I do think I'm carrying a little boy. Mm. I do think that. Okay. Um, I've carried three little boys and my daughter's pregnancy was way different. So I do feel like, I don't know. I'm just calling it now. Who okay. knows? <laughs> um, and I feel like if we have another little boy and they just get to come down and see their sibling, they're going to all be in love. Yeah. And no one's, but if I tell them in like a stale ultrasound room, like, oh, it's a little boy, they're all going to be like, what? We wanted a little girl. It's like, well, it's not open for negotiation. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You exactly. know, when they can hold the baby, they're just going to be over the moon. Yes. They aren't going to care. Yeah. That's a good point. And then they won't have like four months or five months of being like, oh, yeah. They a... like try to like negotiate with me on this because yes. they already tried to do that with the last one. Yes. You know, it's like, I can't change the gender. Yeah. <laughs> so. No, that's a good, that's a good plan. I'd, I'd rather wait too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, would you ever consider adopting? Would you? Yeah, we both would. Yeah, we would. It's something we've talked about. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's it for now. Like the Lord hasn't placed anything specific on our hearts at this time. We clearly have our hands very full with the children in our home. We have some 
very good. Well, my cousins adopted their entire family of six kids and they are an incredible blessing mm-hmm. and inspiration to me. Um, we're close with several families that have adopted and we know it's no walk in the park. Um, but it's something that we're very open to. Yeah, absolutely. Will your kids share rooms to make room for the new baby? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, our kids would share rooms anyways, you know, like even if we had enough, a big enough house for each kid to have their own room, we, it's just so much better when you get to share rooms with your kid, with, with your siblings, um, with your kids, with your kids, not, <laughs> not that, not, not that. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So it's kind of funny, actually at our house, we have the reverse situation of what I hear is sometimes common at other people's house. Lucy hates having her own room. She wants to sleep down with the boys. That's where it's like the party room. Mm-hmm. And she does not want to sleep by herself. None of our kids do. That said, we just, we just feel like at this point she should be in her own room. So she is. And then with Lawrence, he is in, I guess the nursery, the room that the baby would eventually go in once they stop sleeping in our room. And, um, he'll move down with the boys and the boys are already planning that they are so stoked to have Lawrence come down to their room. And Lawrence is a hype boy. So I do not know. Yeah, the, like the energy level in the room's already like a thousand. It is. Yeah. The boys room. Yeah, yeah, exactly. People are going to be, all of our kids want to get like, that's the, that's where everybody wants to be is in the yes. boys room right now. Cause it is a party down there. In every the mornings night. when they can get yeah, out yeah. of their beds, Lucy goes piling down there. They all want to be in the boys room and that's where they like have their snack, hang out, visit before they come out for the day. And, um, yeah. So, and, and I can relate to that. I loved sharing a room with my sisters growing up. Yes. Same with me and my brothers. Okay. Well, baby number five, start with the letter L, the name. What do you think? Do you think we're going to have four kids with an L and then one kid named Monroe? Monroe? Uh, I don't think so. I think we're going to find an L name. <laughs> we're going to find an L name. Yes. Okay. Do you, do you allow your other kids to be present during the birth? yeah i mean they are so young and that would just add to the hecticness i feel like of like would you labor. want a five-year-old four-year-old three-year-old and one-year-old at your birth you yeah. tell me um maybe you do okay we've got three boys this is personal preference there's no way my boys are ever coming to my labor yeah. i don't think they need to see their mom like that i know some families they do that whole thing. And somehow it works in their mind. <laughs> that is not my idea of a good time. And I don't need my sons to have those mental images of me. So that's out. As far as my daughter, I was in my mom's births when I was 10 years old. And then I helped assist when I was 19. Those are both incredible experiences. I loved it. I felt like they actually really helped me prepare for my own labor. I don't know. You know, my mom had 11 kids. I don't know if I'm going to still be child birthing um, when Lucy is at an age where I feel like it won't traumatize her, but it will be like an educational experience for her. Hmm. So I don't know if she ever will be at this point. She's four and I just don't really feel like she needs that in her life at this stage. Yeah, I agree. Um, Okay. How does, yeah, it's just a crazy image. Like thinking about our four kids being in, the room with us <laughs> while you're laboring. <laughs> so it's stressful. Just your blood pressure like start to rise just uh, thinking about that. That would be crazy. Okay. Um, how does your family prepare financially for new babies? 
This is a really good question. I don't know what Elisha would say to this. I feel like we prepared for new babies from the moment we were married and that we both came from big families. We both knew big families. They can be as expensive as you want them to be, but depending on what lifestyle you have in mind for your big family, um, it can take a good amount of income for that. And so I feel like when I got married to you, you had that vision of like, I need to provide quite a bit of income within a relatively short amount of time if we're going to have kids at this pace. Yeah. I think it was just to, to us, that was our perspective of getting married and and starting a family. Like Mm -hmm. to us, marriage meant we were going to hopefully have children soon. We didn't have this I don't know what you would like extended honeymoon season planned. In no, our relationship. no, we just, we just planned on like being a family right off the bat. Yeah. And so that, and, and I was not making a lot of money when we got married. I was working at a restaurant like and teaching. Like $1,800 a month. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> and our apartment was $1,100 a month. Yeah. 1150. Yeah. Yeah. It was 1150. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, plus utilities and everything else. Yeah. And I never had a real job. Like, so I lived at home, didn't pay for anything but my car and gas. So yeah, we, yeah, we knew so, we had to scale very quickly. And I think that a lot of career decisions Elisha made were based on that. Some of the risks we took, some of the ways we put ourselves out there yeah. early on, even the career move, moving to Centralia. I don't know. Yeah, Real I estate, all those things, just, all the things that brought us to where we're at yeah, right now. I even heard a guy say, he was talking about a mutual friend and they're like, yeah, so-and-so is trying to figure out if they should just stop doing what they are doing, that's a good job, making them good money and go do what they actually want to do. And in his brain, he was thinking, okay, should I take care of my family and provide for them? Or should I go pursue my passion and start this, you know, side hustle and business and turn it into a real thing. And like, that was never a, a question in our home. Like, mm-hmm. of course, Katie and I love pursuing our dreams and aspirations and, and we love growing, but, but never is that at the expense of providing for the family. Namely, like, like I worked full-time jobs while we were doing all of our fun projects for what, four, four and a half, the first four and a half, five years of our marriage. Yeah. Not because I wanted to, I didn't like any of the jobs, but that was like first and foremost, the priority. Yeah. And I would say too, it determined what career options there were. So like Elisha worked in like the food service industry for a long time so we could grow other businesses with a higher ceiling because we knew we needed this higher ceiling for the lifestyle we wanted to live with a lot of kids. Um, There were other jobs that presented themselves where it was like his max pay would be X amount even when he like progressed through the different... um, yeah, right. it was like a career job. Yeah, yeah. A career. And so you know like what the max pay you're going to get once you get promoted. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, well, that's really not what we see for our family down the road. Mm-hmm. And so we'd rather do this like food service job and try to get something going that has a higher income ceiling. So I don't know. That's just kind of been our perspective from day one. And I mean, we were really broke with our kids. So like with Leon, like our first three. So with Leon, um, we had to choose between our midwife wasn't going to be covered by health insurance. And so we couldn't afford health insurance and saving the $5,000 we needed for our midwife. So 
if there had been a complication with that pregnancy, we'd had to go to the hospital, have a C-section, all that. We could be making payments for a really long time because we chose to just save cash, pay for the midwife, um, but we couldn't afford both because um, we were self-insured. Like his job wasn't paying for insurance. So there was stuff like that where we just had to, um, we just, you know, it was just like, Hey, we, we just want to have a baby. We wanted to have a family. We were going to make it work. It wasn't like we were like the most secure, stable parents. No. <laughs> having our first three kids. Like we, like, it was so funny every year when we would do our tax return and it was just laughable how many kids we had for how little money we earned. And mm. I don't know, it would always just hit me at the end of the year. We're like, they probably think we're crazy. Yeah. And <laughs> each for number for baby number one and two, each, they, they both drained our savings. And so it's like mm-hmm. the baby was born. We paid the midwife, paid for whatever, circumcision with Leon, paid for oh, yeah. all. I was the, like, boys are so much more expensive. Yeah. We have to pay for $200 circumcision. I think it was more than that. I think it was between two or $300 for really Leon. Wow. It seemed like just so much. I know. It felt like a ton. And so we, we were at zero. Like that we would work up, save, save, save have a baby, but savings is back down to zero. And then, and then with our third, we had to buy a new car because we couldn't get the three car seats in our Honda Fit. Yes. And um, so that drained our savings again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyways, I say that all to say that, yeah, we've just, we've, we've made it work. And uh, fortunately, like our savings account is bigger now for baby number five so that <laughs> it's not, well, I, I mean, who knows? There can be a lot of complications. They could, it could drain. really blessed and, um, yeah. So we'll see what he has in store. I mean, I know that like kids are as expensive as you make them to be. And what's a big blessing is there's also, um, I mean, you say that, like, I feel like there are some like fixed costs, like there are, but I should say, I know a lot of people who have a lot of kids with a small amount of income yes. and their kids have a lot of joy. Like we knew a family growing up, they lived in a 1400 square foot house with 14 kids and they hosted people every single week, like their house was the party house. Everyone mm-hmm. loved them. They all have super close family relationships. Um, and it's not like, you know what I mean? And their dad was not like just rolling in the dough and like the giant house and all the cars and you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Like what people would expect, like for what they say you should have, like the money you should have for like one, two, three kids, mm-hmm. like how much would this guy have to be making for 14 kids on a chart? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like exactly. no one's going to even give you that number. That's yeah. stressful. So yeah, there's dentist bills and there's doctor bills and there's injuries and unforeseen things and you have to feed them and stuff like that. But, um, I've seen a lot of people somehow make it work Yeah, and that's all, that's all I could say. There's a lot of really joyful families out there that aren't rolling in the dough. And there's a lot of families that are, that are fragmented and yeah and unhappy so you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. like the money isn't what makes the joy yes doesn't eliminate some stress yes yeah. <laughs> a lot of stress our yeah. first two babies yeah and well i think to our early on with our with our babies too there were things that we pr- we proactively said no to because we knew we just wanted children and so yeah. we were not going out very often at all. You know, I think a lot of young married couples that we were friends with, we, they were going out a lot yeah, and we were like, true. boy, we're not going out and spending money on dinner or going, going and hanging out around town. Um, and so we said no to a lot of those types of things 
for the sake of being able to have children sooner. And do we regret that? Not at all. I mean, yeah, it affected some of our decisions. One of the questions that I didn't write down here, but someone mentioned cloth diapering when I thought of it. And it's like, I thought it was amazing with my first child because I could not afford disposable diapers at all for land. So I went to like the first pack and so I went to, um, a thrift store and got a pack of five of those, what are they? Cloth, cloth diapers, diapers. Yeah. for, I think like five or six bucks. And we use those mm -hmm. and it was amazing. And were diapers an astronomical expense for a first baby? No, not at all. For the first two, I just cloth diapered and we were, it was like a very minimal expense in our home. Yeah. Now am I grateful that I could use disposable diapers? Yes. Does it cost a small fortune? Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And we also potty train super early for that reason. Yeah. Once they started leaking through the cloth diapers, it was like I'm potty training. Yeah. So I don't know. It's stuff like that, I guess, where you can cut costs. I went to the thrift store for Leon's first, you know, six months, nine months wardrobe and paid $20 for the year. Yeah. To clothe him for nine months mm -hmm. or whatever. I do think too, you know, going back to what we were doing for work at the time too, a huge advantage of doing, and this, and this is another reason we chose like the service industry where we were working at, at a restaurant. I was working at a restaurant is that frees up your time throughout. Like my shifts all started at three 30 PM. And so I was able to do so many random like labor projects. I was able to teach private music lessons. You were able to find ways to like make another couple hundred bucks if you really needed it. Yeah. Um, or a couple thousand sometimes. If we, yeah, if we really, I mean, not like in a day, but I yeah. just think of like being willing to go do labor and being, being able to go teach private music lessons really because of the time freedom that that schedule allowed. Like I still worked a lot of hours, but my shifts, you know, were 3 PM really till like 10 30 PM. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that left a lot of day in yes. that so that you could like, okay, how much is this? Okay. Let's find a way to go make that money. Does that make yeah. sense? Or they were really early and you would get off. Yeah, when I was working at a coffee shop yeah. and it was flipped. Kind of flipped. Yeah. But yeah, either way, he had more hours in his day. And I will say this. I do think it's really hard if you're maybe, you know, three or four or five kids in and all of a sudden you're realizing like, wow, we'd love to have another baby. But like financially, that's a concern or a stress for us. That is a different conversation or harder conversation than when you're starting out, like specifically this question, how we prepared for babies financially is I feel like from day one, we are preparing for babies financially. Yeah. So, and the, and the Lord's blessed because I mean, if things could have gone sideways, they have gone sideways and they might in the future. So <laughs> <laughs> nothing's, nothing's permanent. Yeah. Okay. Let's see how, how, do you, I tell you what, Katie, you leave out words when you write. That's I know I was I writing them for me. So I was just kind of like, how do you track ovulation and what do you do? I'm guessing when you're trying or I, what is that? That one right there. Yeah, I think you got it right. How do you track ovulation? Yeah. So I have this app on my phone called the glow app. If you guys know of a desktop, like cycle tracking thing, let me know because that is one app I've not been able to replace on a desktop. Mm. Anyways, the app myself and Elisha worked very well together <laughs> <laughs> because of that we were able to, um, take a break for a very long time and it was very, very nice. That's it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is there anything you would add to that? No. I mean, I feel like it was pretty basic once, um, I was breastfeeding, but I had a very regular cycle. My hormones were, 
are pretty balanced and so stuff's pretty regular and um it was pretty easy to track we did for what a year or a little over a year is that right that long wow yeah i think well, yeah lawrence yeah, was like 18 months 17 months wow. when we got pregnant crazy that was the first month we tried so wow. i don't know it worked pretty well for us as far as like I don't know. We explain more in kind of our family planning episode. If you're like, you know, you got to like get ready to like get into that conversation. I don't just want to like, <laughs> what? I don't just want to like start bombing you with details on a different kind of Q and A. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? I don't want to get too. Sure. The family detailed. planning. The family but planning. Like if Q&A you're signing up for a family planning episode, then like, I'll give you some more details over there. <laughs> you'll be ready for it. Maybe you won't be like with your husband and your 14 year old son or something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Are you getting a new car? So at this point <laughs> we have room for one more. Yeah. So what I see is potentially doing, we hate buying cars. Mm. We really, really do. We also really would like a truck, which does not give us any more, um, room, any more seats. And so I can see us sticking with this car through this baby. It's been good. We need to get something like a thing to go over us. What do they call it? Like a rock box or something? Yeah. Because Elisha is a miracle worker packing all our junk in that car. Ever since day one, we have driven cars that are technically too small for our family. Mm. Like there's enough seat belts, but, um, they make people nervous when we keep piling out of them. Mm. And, Elisha somehow manages to fit all this stuff in there. Yeah, we we do not like buying. We like have to be forced into buying a new car. That's how we were with our last car. And this one, I think it's going to be kind of the same yeah, thing. Yeah, we also it, just have one car. We are happy with that. That's just like a lifestyle choice. And so, yeah, I, I really do not know when we're going to get the next car. Yeah, we have to be like forced. I'm really grateful that we're aligned on that. Yeah. In regards to... Uh, we just do not care about the car we're driving. No, if anything, like we upgraded to this car. We're in a Ford Explorer now. And we upgraded because we felt like people, well, the Honda Fit was really tight. Okay. Like, well, we couldn't fit our three car seats yeah, in the back. We couldn't because like the middle seat is like really half a seat. But um, we also felt like people were really stressed out that we were driving Honda Fit with all our kids. <laughs> I feel like we've, we've upgraded our cars more for other people's fears without a doubt than yeah, our own it's like concern. exactly it's for other people's perceptions but i feel like not in this vein like wanting people to think we're cool or or successful no, we just want them to not be stressed for us yes exactly people were like constantly offering us aid every time we pull yeah. up so they're like hey do you like you're okay i'll buy dinner and it's like <laughs> we're what? we're fine we're we fine. like our one car and yeah. we like that it's small and yes yeah anyways so we aren't car people and we have to be forced into buying a new car. So that's not a, not on the agenda. Yes. So what, what are the age gaps between the kids, Katie, or what, what will they be with this new one? Do you know, can you help me with the math? Yeah. So Our Leon first two or 13 months apart. apart. Lucy and Louie are. Yeah. So our, from number one to number two, it's 13 months from two to three. It's 15 months, 15 months from three to four. It's 20. R- really? Um, when's Lawrence's birthday? I think it's 19. Okay, 19. February. February, January. 12 plus 7. 19. 19. Nice. Um, and then 
from four to five, it will be gigantic. Yeah, two years and uh, like four months. Two years and four months. Yeah, so like almost two and a half years. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like four and a half months. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. So two years and four and a half months. Wow. Yeah, so that... That's crazy yeah. for us, for I sure. Just, I think that was the last the question. Knows. There were more in no, here. No, I, I asked all of the there questions. There were more. I didn't skip one. Okay, hold Unless on, there hold was, on. Was there some on the other page? Someone asked one more that I, that I specifically wanted to... Well, maybe you knew you would remember it. That's why uh, you didn't write it down. That's probably what happened. It was going through my mind. Oh, yeah, there's more on this page. But I thought those are your notes from the other video we made. No, those are questions too. Oh, okay, my bad. Your family has changed... Uh, Charged? Changed. Changed more. <laughs> oh, okay. Parentheses. So your family has changed. Parentheses, more homeschool, screen-free, outdoor family since last baby. How have you balanced it all during your first trimester? I would say a lot of these things actually helped my first trimester. Hmm. Um, staying busy in a form of distraction can help with nausea. Also getting outside can help with nausea. Um, the whole screen-free thing I, I think was really helpful because our kids didn't expect to be entertained anyways. And so I could just lay down on the couch and they would draw at the table and I'd get a breather. So honestly, I think all those systems actually really helped and supported, um, my first trimester. Someone asked in there, did you homeschool through your first trimester? I don't know if I wrote that one down. And I did, aside from we took the month of December off, that is when I was like the most nauseous. And that's when we traveled the whole month. Um, and then we came home and all got fevers. So it was like travel slash sick. So I don't know if I would have homeschooled through those months or not. Mm. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like other stuff forced us to not. Um, there were definitely mornings when I didn't do our reading at the breakfast table because I was just too sick. And I was like, hey, guys, we'll, we'll do it at lunch. Mama needs to eat during this time mm -hmm. and, and focus. So, I mean, I can see us taking a month off if the Lord blesses us with future babies during those weeks, seven, eight, nine, and 10. Yeah. But up, yeah, around there, we continued our regular schedule. All right. Here's a good question. I have four kids and I know children are a blessing, but is it wrong to say I need at least a two or three year break? That's the question I was looking for yeah. because I did want to, sh I, I don't know where that would be wrong. Like I don't see in scripture where that's wrong. And I, I resonate with you, I guess, because that's exactly what I told Elisha after we had our fourth. I was like, I love, I love our four kids, love them to death. The thought of being pregnant again right now, like I just need a breather. Hmm. And, um, we are both really aligned in that. Well, yeah. And I think I like, you know, it says live with your wife according to the Bible says live with your wife according to knowledge. It does, it does say like treat her as though she's the weaker vessel because she is like physically. And so I did feel like, you know, we've, we've talked about this before, but I think prior to marriage, I was like, no, you don't interfere at all with, with God's blessing in this, you know, like mm -hmm. you just get as many blessings as you can. And that was kind of the first time that that was challenged in our, or in my thinking mm -hmm. where I was like, well, boy, like uh, the last thing I'm going to do is deny you what you feel like is best 
for the the best break. Does that make sense? Like, and I think you wanted one too. A break. I wanted you to feel feel good. But there were times when you were like, I think maybe I'm good with four kids. Oh, after four, I'm talking yeah, about. I'm between- talking after four. That's when we had the big break with Lawrence. Yeah. And I think that was when I was in the wrong place. So I don't think that's a good example. Like, <laughs> I don't think that's. Yeah. There you go. There yeah. you go. For the wrong reasons. For the wrong reasons. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I definitely, <laughs> I, we would have with open arms, joyfully accepted a baby, had the Lord had that in his plans for us during that time. Nothing is guaranteed when you're doing like a natural form of family planning. Mm-hmm. Um, you just, there's, there's percentages there that you might get pregnant. And if the Lord had wanted us to, he would have had us get pregnant. So mm-hmm. I think I didn't feel the stress or fear or angst that time that I did between babies three and four, when we took a little break, um, our break was a lot longer after our fourth. And we were both really happy with that. But I think I had really open arms. If we get pregnant, I'm not going to have like a bitter attitude about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I, I've said this before, but like you guys, why would cycles be like so consistent if if we, if for a reason, you know what I mean? Like if, if we can't act on that knowledge, like there's knowledge there with fertility. And I just, I don't think there's anything wrong with using that knowledge to take a breather if you need to take a breather. Sure. You know, I don't, I don't think there's any sin in that yeah. at all. So, um, anyways, again, you could refer to kind of our family planning episode that we'll link yeah. down below. Have you ever had prolapse? No, honestly, I'm super stoked. I don't know if like strong pelvic floors run in our family or whatever. Um, because I don't know, we just like, as far as like any of the issues with that kind of stuff, I just haven't had it. And I think that like I can jump on a trampoline, run. I don't, I don't feel anything down there. I feel like, you know, before I got married, I feel great. So awesome. That's a blessing. That is a blessing. And I do think like some bodies are just susceptible to that and some bodies aren't. And I feel like genetically I'm not very susceptible to that. So I'm grateful. I don't think it's anything I like specifically did or do. So it's probably not that helpful, but (laughs) (laughs) that's great. Those were all the questions. There you go. We made it through all the questions. Nice. Katie, babe. Yes. Anything you want to add? Like any, any big takeaways? No. Okay. There's no big takeaways I want to add. We're just really excited. Yes. And again, just, I mean, holding this all very loosely. I am very excited at this point. We are talking about the future and and having a fifth baby at this point. It'd be really hard to tell the kids if something happened because it was so hard the first time. And Mm. I just feel like they'd lose all faith. And Mm. you know what I mean? That would be the hardest part. Um, But that's just, that's not like where we're dwelling at this point. We're just celebrating and trusting that the Lord's given us his baby and um, we'll see it through to completion. And so We're really excited to celebrate with all of you guys. Yeah. Well, folks, thank you so much for listening. If you guys enjoyed this episode, please uh, give it a thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube or subscribe to our channel there. And for all of you listening, we would love it if you're able to leave a rating or a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.